0: Hey, Calvary family, this is Pastor Michael Grove here on the Bible Reading app. We are here on April 7th, reading through the Bible Reading Plan, and today is Good Friday. So today, as we read Luke 20 and 21, we're so much closer in the story to Easter, and by the end of the weekend, we will have gotten through the book of Luke and we'll have read the story of Jesus' resurrection right in time for Easter. But here we are today, reading Luke 20 and 21. Follow along if you can in your Bible, and if you can't, just listen as I speak this over you. But here we go, jumping into Luke chapter 20. One day, as Jesus was teaching the people in the temple courts and proclaiming the good news, the chief priests and the teachers of the law, together with the elders, came up to him. Tell us by what authority you are doing these things, they said. Who gave you this authority? He replied, I will also ask you a question. Tell me, John's baptism, was it from heaven or of human origin? They discussed it among themselves and said, If we say from heaven, he will ask, Why didn't you believe him? But if we say of human origin, all the people will stone us because they are persuaded that John was a prophet. So they answered, We don't know where it was from. Jesus said, Neither will I tell you by what authority I am doing these things. He went on to tell the people this parable. A man planted a vineyard, rented it to some farmers, and went away for a long time. At harvest time, he sent a servant to the tenants so they would give him some of the fruit of the vineyard. But the tenants beat him and sent him away empty-handed. He sent another servant, but that one also they beat and treated shamefully, and sent away empty-handed. He sent still a third, and they wounded him and threw him out. Then the owner of the vineyard said, What shall I do? I will send my son, whom I love. Perhaps they will respect him. But when the tenants saw him, they talked the matter over. This is the heir, they said. Let's kill him, and the inheritance will be ours. So they threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. What then will the owner of the vineyard do to them? He will come and kill those tenants and give the vineyards to others. When the people heard this, they said, God forbid. Jesus looked directly at them and asked, Then what is the meaning of that which is written? The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Everyone who falls on that stone will be broken to pieces. Anyone on whom it falls will be crushed. The teachers of the law and the chief priests looked for a way to arrest him immediately, because they knew he had spoken this parable against them, but they were afraid of the people. Keeping a close watch on him, they sent spies to pretend to be sincere. They hoped to catch Jesus in something he said, so that they might hand him over to the power and authority of the governor. So the spies questioned him, Teacher, we know that you speak and teach what is right, and that you do not show partiality, but teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. Is it right for us to pay taxes to Caesar or not? He saw through their duplicity and said to them, Show me a denarius, whose image and inscription are on it. "'Caesar's,' they replied. He said to them, "'Then give back to Caesar what is Caesar's, and to God what is God's.' They were unable to trap him in what he said there in public, and astonished by his answer, they became silent." Some of the Sadducees, who were saying there is no resurrection, came to Jesus with a question. "'Teacher,' they said, "'Moses wrote for us that if a man's brother dies and leaves a wife but no children,' The man must marry the widow and raise up offspring for his brother. Now there were seven brothers. The first one married a woman and died childless. The second and then the third married her. And in the same way, the seven died, leaving no children. Finally, the woman died too. Now then, at the resurrection, whose wife will she be, since the seven were married to her? Jesus replied, the people of this age marry and are given in marriage. But those who are considered worthy of taking part in the age to come and in the resurrection from the dead will neither marry nor be given in marriage. And they can no longer die, for they are like the angels. They are God's children, since they are children of the resurrection. But in the account of the burning bush, even Moses showed that the dead rise. For he calls the Lord the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but of the living, for to him all are alive. Some of the teachers of the law responded, Well said, teacher. And no one dared to ask him any more questions. Then Jesus said to them, Why is it said that the Messiah is the son of David? David himself declares in the book of Psalms, The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until my enemies become a footstool for your feet. David calls him Lord. How then can he be his son? While all the people were listening, Jesus said to his disciples, Beware of the teachers of the law. They like to walk around in flowing robes and love to be greeted and respected in the marketplaces and have the most important seats in the synagogue in the places of honor at banquets. They devour widows' houses and for a show make lengthy prayers. These men will be punished most severely. Luke 21 As Jesus looked up, he saw the rich putting their gifts into the temple treasury. He also saw a poor widow put in two very small copper coins. Truly I tell you, he said, this poor widow has put in more than all the others. All these people gave their gifts out of their wealth but she, out of her poverty, put in all she had to live on. Some of the disciples were remarking about how the temple was adorned with beautiful stones and with gifts dedicated to God. But Jesus said, As for what you see here, The time will come when not one stone will be left on another. Every one of them will be thrown down. Teacher, they asked, When will these things happen? And what will be the sign that they are about to take place? He replied, "'Watch out that you are not deceived, for many will come in my name, claiming, I am he, and the time is near. Do not follow them. When you hear of wars and uprisings, do not be frightened. These things must happen first, but the end will not come right away.' Then he said to them, "'Nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom.' There will be great earthquakes, famines and pestilence in various places, and fearful events and great signs from heaven. But before all this, they will seize you and persecute you. They will hand you over to synagogues and put you in prison, and you will be brought before kings and governors, and all on account of my name, and so you will bear testimony to me. But make up your mind not to worry beforehand how you will defend yourselves." For I will give you words and wisdom that none of your adversaries will be able to resist and contradict. You will be betrayed, even by parents, brothers and sisters, relatives and friends, and they will put some of you to death. Everyone will hate you because of me, but not a hair on your head will perish. Stand firm, and you will win life. When you see Jerusalem being surrounded by armies— You will know that its desolation is near. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let those in the city get out, and let those in the country not enter the city. For this is the time of punishment and fulfillment of all that has been written. How dreadful it will be in those days for pregnant women and nursing mothers. There will be great distress in the land and wrath against this people, They will fall by the sword and will be taken as prisoners to all the nations. Jerusalem will be trampled on by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. There will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars. On the earth, nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. People will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world. For the heavenly bodies will be shaken." At that time, they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. He told them this parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. When they sprout leaves, you can see for yourselves and know that summer is near. Even so, when you see these things happening, you know that the kingdom of God is near. Truly I tell you, This generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Be careful, or your hearts will be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and the anxieties of life, and that day will close on you suddenly like a trap. For it will come on all those who live on the face of the whole earth. Be always on the watch." and pray that you may be able to escape all that is about to happen, and that you may be able to stand before the Son of Man. Each day Jesus was teaching at the temple, and each evening he went out to spend the night on the hill called the Mount of Olives, and all the people came early in the morning to hear him at the temple. This concludes our reading for today. Let me give you a quick thought before we end our time together. Jesus said, Nations will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes, famines, and pestilence in various places, and fearful events and great signs from heaven. Okay, that sounds a little bit much, doesn't it? But let's be honest, we already see things like that kingdoms fighting against kingdoms, or going in and invading and causing refugees. There will be earthquakes. Well, we just saw a whole bunch of earthquakes, famines, and pestilence in various places. Or how about this one? Fearful events and great signs from heaven. Haven't we seen some crazy things happening? I think it's easy for us sometimes to forget that Jesus is coming back. And so all these things have to happen. So what is it that we're called to do in the meantime? Well, to be ready, to understand these things will take place and to stand confident even if nobody is for us. I mean, Jesus said this, when these things begin to take place, stand up and lift your heads up because your redemption is drawing near. You see, there will come a day when God redeems all things, and that's going to be a glorious, wonderful day. In the meantime, we stand for those who need help, we fight for those who are being beaten down, And we support those who are standing for truth. But know this, one day it'll come to an end. And in that moment, our redemption will be here. The goal is to help as many people find that same redemption as possible. So instead of fighting with a neighbor about what they believe or what they think, help them find the truth. Instead of going against politics or fighting against what social norms might be, Help people understand there's a God that loves them because if they don't get that, then they won't be able to be on the right side when the time comes. Our goal, help as many people find redemption as possible. Maybe start this weekend. Invite somebody to come hear the story of Jesus. Every Bible-speaking church that I know is preaching the gospel this weekend. Take somebody with you and help them find their day of redemption. Because in the end, if they don't know Jesus, they'll get caught up in all the destruction and all the things that take place. So let them know who he is now, that they too may find life. After all, that's our purpose here on this earth. Well, that's all the time we have for today. I love you, and God bless.